Hello out there in my lovely audience of the Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast. This is your favorite friend, Agent K, and I'm really, really glad to be recording today. (sighs) Yes, my friends, that was a sigh. It's a sigh of relief to be recording. It's a sigh of relief to be hearing my own voice. If you knew what I knew... If you understood what I understood, you would know why I have to sigh. And we're going to go get into all that in a moment. First of all, a little housekeeping before we get into the tea. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. If not, you can hit me up directly. You can email me at imperfectlyperfectpod at outlook.com. That's imperfectlyperfectpod at outlook.com. Or you can tweet at me at imp, I-M-P, perfect pod. Or at K of L-D-A. That is K of L-D-A. Oh, my lordy, lordy. Let's get into this tea, shall we? This might not be a very long podcast, but I, I think I owe you an update of why you haven't heard from me in a couple of weeks, especially with this whole vaccine mandate that's wearing his ugly, ugly head. But um, I have an update on my project Triple R, and it's not even a good update. It's a minor setback. So when I say minor setback, I don't mean something that I was looking forward to or something I had planned. I mean, seriously, a minor setback. So this started about three weeks ago and I have, as I have discussed with you and being very open and transparent, that I'm trying to get my health right. I'm trying to get my health right, not only because I'm a diabetic and I have high blood pressure, But because I want to be healthy and I am 44 years old and I want to look, not look good in a swimsuit, even though that would help, but I want to be able to move. Right now, it hurts to move. And for a 44-year-old who a year ago was pretty much healthy outside of having surgery on her ankle for a busted Achilles... I, it hurts to move and that's not a good thing. So three weeks ago, I went and got my eyes checked, um, developing cataract, which is expected. You are a diabetic. When you're a diabetic, you have also vision issues. So I'm, I'm looking into taking care of that. But, um, Long story short, after that appointment on a Saturday evening, I uh, was not feeling too well. Um, I uh, felt like I had to throw up and use the bathroom at the same time. It was a feeling I never felt before. I sat on the toilet. I started using the toilet. Things were loosey-goosey down there if you get my drift. And I literally passed out on the toilet where I fell face forward and met my bathroom floor. My face hit the transient between 
my hardwood floor and my tile floor and the transient was made of marble. So I bit down on my bottom lip while I passed out and I am extremely lucky that I didn't knock out any of my teeth. I end up with a very, very fat lip as if I had been in a fight and um, the whole right side of my face was swollen. In addition to that, I knocked one of my buck teeth, which is part of my signature smile, uh, out of socket, if you want to say slightly. So for the last three weeks, I have been dealing with um, chronic headaches to the point of migraines. Um, got an abscess on my left inner thigh, which really has nothing to do with the passing out altogether. Um, could not talk properly is the reason why I'm so happy to speak to you with my normal voice because I could not speak to you the way I was. And I was still working because... With all these issues going on, I had to keep working because my coworker was out for two weeks um, on an vaca- a planned vacation. Yeah, so that was my three weeks. Um, I did go to the emergency room, which, to tell you the truth, I should have stayed my black ass home. <sighs> I went to one of the best hospitals in the city, which happens to be located right across the street from my home. And uh, they really didn't help me, but told me to go back home and take extra strength time on Advil for a possible head trauma. Um, Oh, and make an appointment with um, neurology. I made the appointment with neurology and the nearest neurological appointment I could get was is next month. Honey is October going into November. That appointment is not into the end of November. Yes, my lords and ladies, that is how I feel. Your mouth is probably dropping right now. Why is there such a long wait for neurology appointments? How is it explained to me is that it is a long wait because the COVID cases that are extremely severe need to have a neurology component to it. So all the doctors who are in neurology have to put those appointments for first before any other appointments. Okay, so I'm like, all right, fine, that's great. So my appointment is not even a face-to-face appointment. It is an appointment that is virtual, which is fine, which only means that I have to go back to the hospital, which is located across the street, to take all these MRIs and all this other stuff because they're going to, I have a feeling that's what they're going to uh, suggest that I have to take the abscess. 
after my experience with the hospital, where I spent nine and a half hours, four of which of those hours I had to wait for them to read a CAT scan. You heard me correctly. Four hours, four and a half hours, I should say, to read a CAT scan. I arrived at the emergency room on a Sunday at three o'clock, did not leave until Monday morning at three o'clock. Yes, I spent 12 hours in the hospital, which they, which a couple of nurses had told the radiology um, department that I had left. Yeah, I feel, or doctors or PAs or whatever, I feel so much attention and love at this moment. Um, I got an abscess on my inner thigh. Now, as a diabetic, I am so used to this for the last, who maybe 20, 15 years, I've been having abscesses. And I get them when my sugar is up. So two weeks prior to my fall, my sugar was up. And mainly because my medication had changed. And I'll get to that in a second. And um, my sugars were low. And it was decided that I would, you know, things would shift. And for like two weeks before my fall, my sugars were too high. And um, I kept with it. After my fall, um, that Monday night abscess burst on my thigh that I didn't know that was there and I stayed in bed for almost two weeks with fevers and chills as well as a very very bad migraines um dealing with this abscess still taking my medication regularly um and everything so yeah, I am 100% better. I did not go to the doctor for the abscess. Um, the only two things I didn't have for the abscess, and I will tell you truthfully, was the antibiotics and the pain meds. Which, what I did was I took extra strength Tylenol, because believe it or not, that's what I think that they was going to prescribe me anyway. As you can hear in my voice, I have lost all, all, honestly, all faith in the emergency room in one of the best hospitals in the city. Um, so I had to get myself together. I had to get myself better. So during this whole time for the last three weeks, Yes, I have been working. I have been working my regular nine to five and missing a couple of meetings because my head was pounding so hard that I didn't know which way to go. Missed a retirement dinner of a very good um, person because I couldn't trust myself on such a long commute from Manhattan to Long Island to sit down and eat dinner and then on my way back but um 
I am doing so much better. Uh, did talk to my regular doctor about the headaches and he did prescribe something that I have to take very, very leniently. I will tell you, um, during the, the headache days, I will admit just taking that extra strength Tylenol put me to sleep. So I would actually wait until after work, which is not advisable to take something because I knew I would go straight to sleep. Um, what finally broke my fever and broke um, that, you know, stopped me with the abscess and everything is um, after a while, I was able to do three days of just point blank bowel movements to get the fever out of me and all that other stuff. And after that, the bandage came up clear to the point where all it was on the bandage was dry skin for four days. And I, I took a mirror down there and saw that there was no hole. Everything was closed up and we were okay. Now, for those who suffer from abscesses like I do, I do not suggest you do this. This is a uber bad idea and you should never take something as serious as an abscess in your own hands. But with that being said, I did it because A, even if I called the emergency room and the EMT, my experience with emergency rooms when it came to these abscesses, either they had me sit around the emergency room for 12 to 14 hours like they did the other day and nothing happens and they send me back home or I sit around the emergency room for 12 to 14 hours and they admit me for four days and then send me back home. I personally did not want that at all. And this is not uh, something that I like to do. But after my past experience with a possible head trauma, which... To this day, I still get headaches behind and I can't wear my glasses or I can't stare at the computer screen too long. I did not trust the doctors at my emergency room. And truthfully, I don't trust the student doctors in any emergency room because truthfully, that was who was down there at this the best hospital of the city while I was there. Student doctors. And I was actually looking for who was the resident in, on call. And I'm looking at badges and nothing says resident on there. Or supervising doctor or anything. And when I'm looking at these doctors, I'm looking at 
the supervising doctor looking just as young as the internist. And, well, not the internist, the student doctor. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. What the hell? You guys don't know what the hell is going on with me. Do you realize, and I hate to say this, I did not get discharged until I complained that I had been sitting there since 7.30, and this was at 2.30 in the morning, sitting there since 7.30, I have sat through three shifts. I came in at the end of the first shift, I sat there during the the whole, entirely of the second shift, and I was sitting there to the beginning of the third shift. The point is, I sat there and I'm waiting. I binge watched two TV series on Netflix. You're not supposed to binge watch so much TV and net on Netflix. And I'm just sitting there waiting for somebody to take me. First of all, I had to wait to get a bed, a gurney. And then when they gave me a gurney, they gave me a gurney in a hallway. That everybody passes. So you can't say you could not find me. You just did not look at my wrist. Let's take that into accountability, number one. I could have died in the damn emergency room. And they still would have said I went home. Instead of looking at a damn wristband. Let's take that into account. Number two. If there was a delay, then tell me there's a delay. Now, they did tell me, oh, Miss Harris, it's going to take a while for you to get your um, head x-ray. Fine. I said, that's fine. I understand. There's a lot of people here. Okay. Which is fine. I waited they put me in an actual bed for me to sit, to lay out because at this point I was sitting in a very, very hard chair. They put me in a bed in a hallway. That was at four o'clock. I did not get my x-ray done until seven. By the time I got back to the gurney, the doctor who was seeing me said, oh, they didn't finish your te- your, your x-ray. You got to go back. Now, mind you, I went back to my gurney at 7.15. So I went back to x-ray with the doctor, completed those x-rays by 7.30, 7.35. By the time I walked back to where I was on the gurney, it was 7.40. People who came in after me who had, quote unquote, more severe issues had already been discharged. Including a guy who had heart palpitations. They discharged him. Why? Because he had to drive all the way back to Jersey. I'm not going to add anything else to that comment. You draw your own conclusions. Either way, I was pissed off. So, no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the following week, 
No, I did not go back to the emergency room. No, I did not go to urgent care. I called telehealth. And she said go back there. But to tell you the truth, I was so dismayed and so disheartened that I didn't want to go back. Because I sat there for nine and a half hours. From 7.30 to 2.30, I had to wait for them to read a fucking x-ray. And all they could tell me, oh, there's only one doctor in radiology. That's BS. Because there should be more than one doctor in radiology. So you're mean to tell me there's only one doctor in radiology for the whole entire hospital. This multi-million dollar hospital. That's not my problem. That's not my fault. That's your scheduling fault. You should do better scheduling. So when it finally got read at 245... They come and say, oh, you're fine. Okay, what medication should I take? A physician's assistant, very nice girl, excuse me, very nice young woman who just point blank said, Miss Harris, I'm sorry you had to wait so long. They should have discharged you a while ago. Thank you. All you got to do is take, make an appointment with our dental clinic because of the teeth. Go to neurology. Have them check your head. And then take extra strength Tylenol. I called the next morning for an appointment in their dental clinic. They don't take my insurance. Good thing I can go to my regular dentist and she can fix me up real good. I love my dentist. She's hard. She's, she's, she is awesome. Um, Harlem Dental Associates. Just a plug for me to you. Wonderful woman. Knows her stuff. And we cannot express that enough. And she's a black dentist. Just saying. Um, So I did some self-healing in the last three weeks. And when I say it is minor setbacks, these are minor setbacks. But I did lose about 20 pounds, which is great. Which is understandable because I couldn't eat anything solid. All I could do was drink, drink, drink. And when I always said I'm drink, drink, drinking, all I drink was protein shakes and water because I could not eat because could not chew down on my teeth. What people don't realize is you need the front of your teeth to bite down on things to break stuff. So you have to eat stuff solid. I mean, um, soft until the tooth is okay in its current spot. So. It's still, it's still weird to talk. Um, you may not hear it, but I feel it. There, my, my lips swelling is down. The face swelling is down. But if I, but if I put my finger on my bottom lip, I can feel like a hard spot towards the back of my lip of a circular shape. Which 
tells me that's where a vein is. And with me biting down on that bottom lip, it is still swollen or it could be dead from the force of biting down that bottom lip. As for the dentist, she had to file down my bottom teeth so that the buck tooth would not hit it so that I can talk. Yes. When I say, yeah, I've been through some stuff and the reason why I sigh the way I sigh, understand I've been through some stuff and that's the way I sigh the way I sigh. Um, my whole thing is I'm disheartened because I did not, I don't feel like I got the help that I deserved in the emergency room and waiting so long should not be that way. If I go to urgent care today and I still have my abscess, they would have sent me to an emergency room and said, oh, you're not going to wait that long. But once I go into the emergency room, that's another five hours I'm waiting at least. Because quote unquote staffing issues. The truth of the matter is I know student teachers, I mean, student doctors rather need the practice. They need the experience. Great. But bedside manner should be taught as well. And at this point I am untrustworthy of those who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, I sat there and watched the student doctors sit down there and just giggle and laugh and watch YouTube videos for several hours, several hours. So you tell me, was it worth my time? I didn't think so. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me one more time. I have not had a chance to really like focus on how I feel about this whole situation since it has happened. I thank you so much for joining me today, my family. Um, once again, please subscribe. Your subscription helps a lot. It tells all these people who I am on that this is a podcast worth listening to and it bumps me up in the search criteria. Um, if you have a comment, please leave a comment. If you want to email me, the email is imperfectly with a L Y perfect pod at outlook.com. That's imperfectly perfect pod at outlook.com. You can also tweet me at imperfect pod. That's I M P P E R F E C T pod. Or you can go to K of L D A. Once again, I thank you and have a blessed day.